0: Listener supported WNYC Studios. It's
1: love with you that easy. Easy, 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 easy. Easy, 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 easy. It's love with you that comes easy, baby. Ooh. From
2: newsounds.org and the studios of WNYC in New York. This is Soundcheck, our series of live performances and interviews. I'm John Schaefer. The sounds of 60s and 70s soul music were just too good to leave in the past. Still, you have to give some credit for the soul revival of the last 15 years to Daptone Records, the Brooklyn-based label that brought long-overdue acclaim to the late Sharon Jones and Charles Bradley, among others. The label's latest find, though, is not an overlooked veteran but a group of California newcomers called The Sacred Souls. Their debut LP, self-titled, came out this year to instant acclaim and you're about to hear why. The Sacred Souls are here in our studio and they're gonna start us off with a live performance of Future Lover.
1: said to me, she said it's your new love, so open up your heart, so I can come on in, oh baby. baby, so won't you come on
2: Nicely done. Future Lover, live performance from the band The Sacred Souls here in our New York studio from their self-titled album. Um, going around the room, there's going to be a little bit of uh, movement among musicians, but uh, I'll start with the singers because they ain't going anywhere. Uh, Josh Lane on lead vocals. Uh, Jencine Benitez and Tatiana Sundate on backing vocals. Uh, we had keyboards played by Riley Dunn. Shay Stoltz is the guitarist, but was playing bass on that song. Salvador Simano is the bass player, but was playing drums on that one. And Alex Garcia, now comfortably ensconced behind our drum kit, was playing guitar on that first song. Alex, I'm gonna pick on you first. Um, The sounds of soul, you know, we think of Philadelphia, Detroit, maybe Blue-Eyed Soul, you know, the Righteous Brothers, a mm-hmm. whole generation of English soul singers. Where does, what is Brown-Eyed Soul?
3: What does that refer to? I mean, I guess you can consider that's like Chicano soul, uh-huh. right? So um, there's bands like the Midnighters, um, Royal Jesters, bands out of like, there, there's the Midnighters were out of uh, L.A., mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of, uh, there's a soul scene going on in Texas at that time too. San, uh, San Antonio but um I don't know it's like uh I guess the Chicano represent uh version of like soul music like you know their rendition of it um it's a little bit different than um, how how is it in the Motown what, yeah wh- wh- what's um, what's
2: what's the the regional flavor that makes it Chicano soul as opposed to um, Philly or Detroit or whatever
3: I mean I think one like factor of, of soul music at least chicano soul music is like the organ is just like probably like the main like thing that kind of separates it cuz it's so upfront in the mix but um they're also like blending like duop harmonies yeah. you know and um yeah kind of like more like um like trio like bolero stuff mhm mm-hmm. um so salvador when when you and
2: alex first got together and started working writing is that what you guys were listening to?
4: Yeah, I mean, I think we both kind of just started with that, like, growing up, you know. And as time goes on, you kind of get into other styles and genres of soul, you know. But when I was growing up, I'd say definitely, you know, it was the first introduction into soul music.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you mentioned the, the, the Midnighters, was yeah. that?
4: Yeah, the Midnighters. The, T-H-E-E,
2: yeah. E. So is that wa- is that where the The Sacred Souls comes from?
4: Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty big inspiration, I'd say. Uh-huh,
2: okay. Uh, and then, uh, Josh, you, you come along, and you're from the northern part of the state originally, right?
0: Yeah, I'm from Sacramento, California.
2: Okay. Um, where you were studying, is this right, classical vocals?
0: Yeah, I studied voice in a small school out there.
2: Uh-huh. So, like, Italian opera and that kind of thing?
0: Uh, I had to sing some, some arias and some leader and I'd sp- sing different uh, classical tunes uh, in different languages as part of the repertoire.
2: Right. Uh, which is probably great training for soul singing because a good soul singer needs to have a great falsetto, right? Isn't that part of the, the toolkit of a soul singer?
0: Um, looking at history, I guess I would I'd have to agree with that. Yeah, some of my favorite have a good falsetto.
2: Yeah, so so I I get the impression that the opera arias and the leader you know was interesting to do, but that it wasn't what spoke to you. Who were the singers that kind of fired you, fired your imagination?
0: Uh, a big list, but I would say early on it was um, Stevie Wonder, a lot of the soul greats like Marvin Gaye, Al Green. Martha yeah. Franklin,
2: nice. And and Alex, did hmm? when were the Midnighters? That was was that sixties, seventies? Yeah, sixties. So well before your time. So yeah, what what was your music
3: growing up? I mean, I, I listened to a lot of different music growing up, like psychedelic music, like you know, obscure 60s psych bands, and um, even rock steady. Um, yeah, just a lot of music, but um, like. I, when I turned, like, 18, I started to create my own music, and I naturally fell back into, like, um, whatever it was, my upbringing, you know? Mm-hmm. I kind of yeah. just went back to the roots, and it was soul music, you know?
2: But but even the other genres that you just mentioned, it seems like you always had a
3: kind of f- oh, feeling for earlier. Yeah, type. yeah, I don't know. That's me. Like, if, <laughs> if I find a new song, it's going to be a new old song, you know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Um and, and Salvador, were you guys surprised when, you know, you began issuing singles and you were getting like hundreds of thousands and eventually millions of views and streams? I mean, were you surprised to find that the music that you loved s- still speaks so broadly to people today?
4: Um yeah, I mean, it definitely, you know, came as a as a shock, you know, but once, you know, everybody kind of joined the band and we got everything, you know, sounding proper you know i mean we're working pretty hard at it so yeah
2: i i want to pick up on that thread of you know doing it properly because that's a whole nother uh story but let's let's hear another song you want to do uh easier said than done sounds good all right (laughs) this is uh another live performance the band is the sacred souls here in our new york studio (laughs)
1: I said, be honest with how you feel I said that's easier said than done I said don't worry Cause true loving is- city is.
2: There it is. There's the falsetto. <laughs> so, Easier Said Than Done is the name of that song from the Sacred Souls. Josh, how does the songwriting process work in this band?
0: Um, there's multiple different ways we we hit the song. Uh, sometimes it's a, a full skeleton of a concept that Alex will bring the full instrumental, and, and I will listen to it and try to feel feelings and try to write lyrics and melody that dance really well with that instrumental. Sometimes we write in the studio together uh sometimes I come with an idea that's a skeleton from like a singer songwriter point of view with not a lot of meat in on the bones when it comes to the uh the way I play the chord progression, and then it gets there's just all kind of ways um but a lot of the record uh the instrumentals were set, and a feeling was there, and I was just trying to find my way around it,
2: yeah. And it is an album mostly of songs about love. I mean, it's the like classic soul material as well as a classic soul sound. Did you do these songs to analog tape? I mean, it, how how Salvador was talking before about you know doing it right. I mean, how how were how was this record made?
0: Yeah, it was all done on analog uh, at Penrose Studio in Riverside with Gabe Broth. Um Co-f- all
2: analog co-founder of Daptone Records yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: All analog um effects and the reverbs were real plates and like metal plates like with the, a, yeah, know, plate reverb and plate the, reverb yeah. yeah.
2: And and uh Salvador when you guys do your videos it looks like maybe those are
4: actually shot to film, is that right? Yeah, we did that. We did that one um for it's our love what is it? Super 8. A super great yeah. film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool. We have a we have a friend who who just kind of does that as a hobby, and it and it worked out and it kind of captured mm-hmm. the the feel of the of the studio. Anyways, you know everything's right. on tape.
2: Uh, Alex, um, in in ter- in terms of the arrangements, um, there's a number of tracks with horns, which you expect from a soul record, um, but then there are. There are little other touches in the arrangements that are sort of unusual. At the beginning of overflowing, there's something that almost sounds like a mandolin, you know, that real fast. Yeah, it's a guitar. <laughs> yeah, real fast tremolo yeah. kind of. And then there's the piano on Week for Your Love. And is that a timpani or a set of timpani on Happy and Well?
1: Yeah, it's
4: Timpani.
1: If you were my baby
2: for that kind of 60s orchestral sound as well. Mm -hmm. The album is self-titled by The Sacred Souls and the the song you're going to do next, Can I Call You Rose, this is an early song, right? I mean, the album's just out, but uh, you guys released this 2020,
3: is that right? Yeah, it's one of the first songs that we put out. So, this, I mean, I wrote it in like 2018. Pre-band? Yeah, it was an instrumental that I had and then you know, when I met the guys, um, we just started working on it together.
0: Yeah, it was an instrumental, and then we got together, and I wrote the lyrics and melody and it became the song that it is. All
2: right. And uh, as I said in introducing you, I mean, almost immediately, as soon as it was out there, people were, were like, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> And where can I find more? Uh, well, you can find the song here right now in a live performance. Here is The Sacred Souls with Can I Call You Rose.
1: Can I call you Rose? Rose? Cause you're sweet. Said, I want to play you in my heart. Oh, so love can go. I was meditating on love and you and roses, and the universe told me. Love song oh, oh, Rose Oh, Rose Won't you let
2: Can I call you Rose? Live performance from the Sacred Souls here in our studio. Uh, The band is going to be touring the Midwest and back here on the East Coast in the early part of next year, January 28th, here in New York at Brooklyn Steel. Um, Josh, there's, um, you know, you mentioned Marvin Gaye before as a kind of a hero. I mean, there's there's an important part of the soul music tradition that Marvin Gaye was certainly a part of, and that was social commentary and while this album as we mentioned before is like mostly songs about love you have done that that kind of of soul singing as well right
0: yeah not not necessarily to check boxes or or to do uh any kind of prerequisite for soul music just there was a song on my heart that I wanted to get out as I guess yeah you could say commentary and I brought it to the studio one day with Alex and kind of just said I I need to do this and we talked about it and he collabed with me on that idea and we put it out really quickly. Um, This vehicle is the vehicle that we have to do all the things that we do and so if it calls for it it's not like um, I don't feel any pressure I don't think the band feels any pressure to do anything for any kind of sake Mm -hmm. other than to be honest and so
2: And I would hope that that's where that tradition comes from is not artists feeling like they have to do it as you say to check a box but because they feel a need you know a a change is going to come what's going on i mean these are songs that were written you get the feeling from a a a deeply felt place Mm -hmm. uh and so give us justice is the song that that you're talking about right yes what was the the spark for that for that song
0: I mean, even before I was born, there's been injustices in America when it comes to race relations of anything, black and brown, and the evil that that is showed its face once again around the time that we wrote that song with uh, the murder of George, George Floyd. And, yeah, and I think a lot of us just felt helpless and kind of voiceless, and so it was really simple. The, the chorus isn't even anything original lyric-wise. It's it's, it's what people were saying on the street, so that's what the chorus was. and yeah.
2: Well, we're going to hear a little bit of Give Us Justice by These Sacred Souls to, uh, to wrap up. Guys, thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Thank you.
1: There'll be no peace. There'll be no peace. There'll be no peace. Be no peace. Until there's justice. Until there's justice.
2: My thanks to our usual crew, technical director Irene Trudell and producer Karen Havlick. I'm John Schaefer. You can see all of our Soundcheck podcast performances and interviews on our website at newsounds.org. Could have been me. It could have been me.
1: Running, just running there's a shotgun in my face fighting just to live the shotgun takes my place there'll be no peace there'll be no peace there'll be no peace until there's justice